1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1, And I, brethren, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit of God and of the power of God. I want you to pay particular attention to that word, demonstration of the Spirit of the Lord and of the power. Now, verse 5 tells us something that we need to pay close attention to, that your faith, your trust, your confidence should not be in the wisdom of men, but it should be in the power of God. Everyone say, have faith. In the, power of God. in the power of God. Now the woman with the issue of blood definitely had faith in the power of God. The scripture says that, you know, she had suffered many things and many physicians, but was nothing better, but rather, rather grew worse. But when she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. Hallelujah. And Jesus, immediately knowing himself that virtue or power had gone out of him, turned about and said, Who touched my clothes? His disciples said, Lord, look at the multitude. How can you say, Who touched my clothes? And Jesus said, Somebody touched me. Yeah. It was not the touch of curiosity, but it was the touch of faith. Amen? This power, this virtue was on Jesus. It was also in Jesus. The scripture says that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. He said in Luke, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. So Jesus was, was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. So saturated with the power of God that the power even was in his garments. And that's what the lady came in the press behind. She simply touched his garment. And there was power that was released and activated, but that power would have never been activated if the woman with the issue of blood had not had faith in the power of God. So in this particular case, this power, this healing anointing was activated by what she said. That's one way to activate the power of God. Jesus said, he said, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. You see, you can have what you say if you believe in your heart and you doubt not. For she said, she released her faith. That's one way that you release your faith is with words. That's one way that you activate the healing power of God or the restoring power of God or the... Uh, blessings of God in your life by what you say. It's important that what we say, what the Word has to say. Amen? If you want God's power activated in your life, say God's Word as a way of life. You're now in the kingdom of God, and those that are in the kingdom of God must learn how to speak that which is worthy of a king. We have a new language we've learned. It's called the language of redemption. The scripture says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hallelujah. So find out what God's word says about you and say it, and the power of God will be activated in your life. Then another group of people, 
You know, the Pharisees and the doctors of the law were all gathered together to hear what Jesus was teaching and preaching. But they weren't really there for purposes of receiving. They were there to find fault in him, you know. And uh, the scripture says, in spite of all of them, the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Well, the whole house was completely filled with people. And uh, these four crazy friends came along with uh, one of their friends that was all bound up with, with, uh, with all crippled, and they couldn't get him in the house. So you know what they did? They put him up on the roof. And they put him down, glory to God, right in the house where Jesus was. Amen. You know, everybody needs four crazy friends. Amen. Amen. Thank God. So they, they got him to where the power was. See, the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Them all, the Pharisees, the doctors of the law. But not all of them got healed, but the one that was let down the roof got healed. Yeah. Jesus said this, when he saw... Well, the scripture says, when he saw their faith, he said unto them, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee, and I say unto thee, Arise and walk. And he that was lame got up and walked and was healed by the power of God. But now notice this. This power, now listen, was activated, activated by the actions of the four crazy friends and by the actions of the man on the bed. So, actions will activate the power of God. How we act determines much of what happens in our lives. How we uh, conduct ourselves where the power of God is concerned. Faith, you see, is acting on what we believe. They believed, amen, that that power was present to heal them. They believed that, so they acted on that. Hallelujah. Say this with me. My faith. faith. Hallelujah. Faith, say it like this. Faith Faith is acting acting on what I believe. believe. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so your actions activate the power of God. Amen. Amen. So there's a switch that activates God's power. Just like there's a switch back there in the back of this room here that, uh, you know, activates, turns on the power that PG&E has made available. But if someone didn't come in here and turn on the switch, the lights would never go on. So power is, the God's omnipotent. Whether you can feel his power, sense his power, he's all over the place. He's in this room tonight. But his power must be activated by our words and by our actions. Now, once the switch of faith is turned on, it's our responsibility to keep it on. I mean, you can deactivate the power. You can turn the power off, just like you can go back in the back of this room and turn the switch off. Well, doubt and unbelief will turn the power off. Impatience will turn the power off. Or... Put it this way, shut the power down and cause it to lie dormant in a person's lives. So what we talked about Sunday night, and we want to take it a little step further. If you weren't here Sunday night, get the teaching. But I taught for you uh, a while on how to keep the switch of faith turned on. Amen? Listen to this statement. 
Faith is the fuse that sets off the power. Mix faith with the power and the answer will come. And the work will be done. In a bad situation, it's a real combination. So mix faith with the power today and blow the devil away. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say it with me. Faith is the fuse that sets off the power. Mix faith with the power and the answer will come. And the work will be done. In a bad situation, it's a real combination. Mix faith with the power today and blow the devil away. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. And so here's, here's the list of what I gave you guys on Sunday night. How to keep the switch of faith turned on. Number one, hold fast to the confession of your faith. Hold fast to saying the same thing that you said once you released your faith and activated the power of God. In spite of no manifestation yet, just keep holding fast to the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that's passed into heaven, Jesus, Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Amen? Amen. Hebrews 10, 23 says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that what? Promise. Hold fast, Revelation says, that that thou hast. If you believe you have received your healing, just hold fast to it. If you believe you have received your debt freedom, hold fast to that. Amen? Amen. Now this morning when I was having coffee, I looked around at my house and I said, I'm sitting in a debt-free home. I call this home debt-free. Hallelujah. I'm standing in a debt-free building right here. Amen. Why? Because we're calling those things which be not as though they were. And we've got scripture to stand on. The scripture we could stand on is simply, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Psalm 37, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Hallelujah. So find scriptures that cover your case and just saturate yourself with it. Meditate in them day and night. Hallelujah. Get them in your heart. Get them in your mouth. Keep them before your eyes. For this word is life to those that find them, and it is health to all their flesh. It's health to your body. It's health to your finances. It is health to your marriage. Woo, glory. Thank you, Jesus. So hold fast. Hold fast. Don't give in. Scripture says, cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of what? You have need of patience or endurance or long-suffering that after you believe you receive, you might receive the promise. Now, you see, the enemy wants you to fling away your fearless confidence. But you've not been given a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. We are not those who draw back. We are those that hold fast. We are those that remain confident, knowing full well that he who has begun a good work is going to complete it. Amen? Amen. He's not only giving you the promise, but he's the promise keeper. And he will watch over his promises to perform them in your life. So make sure that you hold fast the word of God and don't get impatient. Because in your patience, you will possess your souls. Endure. Get tough. Get get stronger than you are today. 
Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Be strong in the Word of God. The Word of God will keep you. I say by the Word of God tonight that He will uphold all things by the Word of His power. And you are part of His glorious plan. And He's going to uphold you. So two things we've talked about. Number one, hold fast to the profession of your faith. Number two, in your patience you will possess your souls. We also talked just a moment ago about calling those things that be not as though they were. And then, having done all to stand, we've talked about that a little bit. Having done all to stand, do what? Have you done everything you know to do? If you haven't done everything you know to do, then do it. And then once you've done all that you know to do, stand. Stand therefore. Hallelujah. Wherefore, he says, take unto you the full armor of God that you may be able to stand against all the wiles, the strategies, the deceits of the devil. And having done all to stand, stand. See, when you're standing in the armor of God, you're standing in a resistance mode. In other words, you've got the shield of faith. And with that shield of faith, you're quenching the fiery darts of the wicked one. You've got the helmet of the saved on. Your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Amen. The breastplate of righteousness. But you've also got a a sword. Hallelujah. You've got a sword. It's the sword of the Spirit. It is the word of God. Literally in the Greek, it is the rhema of God. It is the spoken word of God. And so there again, resist the devil with what? has been written. Know what's written. Use your sword. Keep it sharp. Don't be discouraged. And just keep standing. Amen. And then we talked about this. In uh, Romans chapter 4, it says this, verse 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before him whom he believed, even God, who calls those things that be not as though they were, God called Abraham the father of many nations before he was the father of many nations. The original one that calls those things which be not as though they were is your father. And you're his child and we're to imitate him as a dear son. Hallelujah. Now notice verse 18. Verse 18 says, who against hope, when all natural hope was gone, he plugged in and had faith in a supernatural hope. And that's what I want to talk to you about tonight in just a few moments. That he might become the father of many nations according to that which was what? See, we have no legal right to stand on what we haven't heard. Faith comes by what? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I can't stand on something that I haven't heard in the word. I can't stand on something that I haven't heard the spirit say to me. But Abraham heard from God. And brother and sister, when you've heard from God down in your heart, hallelujah, he says, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Now verse 19, look at this. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body. The recipe for weak faith is take the knots out. And being weak in faith, he considered his own body. He staggered at the promise of God through unbelief. But no, we don't want to put the knots out. We want to keep them in, right? So let's read it together. Verse 19 and 20. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, but was what? But was strong. What? Verse 20. But was what? He staggered not. 
Got to keep that knot in there. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was what? He's strong in faith, giving glory to God. Here's another secret or another principle to keep in the switch of faith turned on. Continuously give thanks to God and give glory to God. Even though Jericho's walls are staring you in the face, even though the doctor's report was worse today than it was last week, you just stand strong in the Word of God and give glory to God that He is Jehovah Rapha, your healer. He is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. He is Jehovah Sikinu. How? Come on, somebody. He is your righteousness. So these are all, all keys then to keeping the switch of faith turned on. And, and the one that I want to spend more time on tonight, that was just kind of all by introduction, is this. And this is what I really believe the Spirit of God wants us to, to study a little bit tonight. And this next principle is so important. And that is, keep your hope strong. Amen. Keep your hope strong. Now let's look at these scriptures. Look at Romans 15, verse 13. Keep your hope strong. Abram, who against hope, he did what? He believed in hope. Keep your hope strong. In Romans 15, 13, it says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. In what? Here's, here's a couple of other good indicators that you're in faith. If you've got joy and you've got peace. Amen. If you're out of joy and sorrow and you know, you're just holding fast your confession and you're just mean as the devil. That's not faith. You know, if you're tearing your hair out and, oh, dear God, I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know what I'm going to do. That's not peace. No. Joy and peace are good indicators that you're in faith. Everyone smile. Say the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. I'm full of peace. Amen. Full of peace, full of peace, full of peace. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you what may do what? Abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Now notice this. This is an interesting connection. Joy and peace and faith will enable you to have an abundance of hope. Minus joy, minus faith, minus peace, no hope. Say it with me, no word, no, word. no, hope. no hope, no joy, no, joy. No, hope. No, hope. no hope, no peace, no, peace. No, hope. no hope. But notice what the Holy Ghost gets right in the middle of. He gets right in the middle of those that are operating in joy and peace and faith, and he causes the Amplified, says, to cause you to bubble over with hope. I like that bubble over effect, don't you? Matter of fact, let's look at it, the Amplified Version. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amplified Version. We'll just look at the, the meat, meat of it in there. That by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound and be overflowing. Everyone say, bubbling over. Bubbling over, bubbling over with hope. Amen. Keep your hope alive. Yeah. This is, well, Pastor Mark, I just, I got to tell you, I feel like I'm in a ditch. I feel like I'm in a rut. Fill that rut up with hope. Fill that rut up with faith. And God will help you to do it. I've been there. We've all been there, right? So what is hope? 
Well, the dictionary tells us that hope is a yearning with expectation or anticipation. Okay? See, what the world defines hope as is something that we wish for, something that we have wishful thinking about. But biblically, hope is a yearning. It's an expectation of good. The Greek definition of hope means to be intensely expectant, to be confidently looking forward to something that you fully expect to happen. That you fully expect to happen. Now let's look at Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. And, and I kind of started out quoting a lot of scriptures early because I wanted to get those that weren't here Sunday night caught up. But in Hebrews the 11th chapter in the first verse, I want our eyes to rest on, on these verses tonight. Amen? So, Father, thank you for utterance tonight. Thank you for speaking to our hearts. And, Lord, may our hopes just be pumped up tonight through the Word of God and by the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, notice with me in verse 1 of Hebrews 11. He says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, we could say it this way, that faith is the confidence that we hope for, that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things that we cannot see. I love this statement, that faith or the word of God. Understand this, when it says now faith is, understand that faith and the word are synonymous. They're like the wet and the water. You can't separate the two. When we talk about faith, we're talking about the Word. And when we're talking about the Word, we're talking about faith. So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So we could read it this way. Now the Word of God is. The Word of God is the substance. That word substance there means firm foundation. In other words, something that you can stand on. Can you stand on the Word? Is not the rock of revelation our firm foundation? So we could say it this way, that faith or the word of God is, that's why it's so important to know what the word says. To find the word for yourself. You've got to know what God's word says about you for you. Amen. Amen. Faith or the Word of God is the firm foundation of things hoped for. Remember this. Hope is expectation, anticipation. It is having a confident, favorable expectation of what you are standing on shall surely come to pass. The Word of God is my foundation. It is the foundation of things, not that I wish for, but it is the foundation of things that I have a high expectancy and a high hope of happening in my life because this is what the Word says. If I am in faith, if you are in real biblical faith, you will be expecting You'll have an excitement in your heart. That's why hope is so important. And that's why I want to encourage you tonight to keep it alive.
How can you tell if a person is in real faith and in real hope? They'll be excited. And there'll be a joy about them. I believe I have received my healing because I prayed. Now I'm expecting my body to change. I believe I have received my debt freedom. Now I'm expecting the money to come. I believe what the Holy Spirit is saying to us tonight is this. Maintain a heightened state of expectancy. Don't allow yourself to get weary. Don't allow yourself to get faint. For in due season, we shall reap if we what? If we faint not. You do know the due season normally comes a lot later than what you'd like it to come. And that's why the, the Word of God warns us not to be weary. And for me not to be weary, I've got to stay on top of my emotions. And for me not to be weary, I can't afford to get out of the Word for one day. For me not to yield to discouragement, I cannot go one day without praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, I don't know about you, but I cannot live without Him. I cannot live without manna from heaven. That's why so many Christians are depressed. That's why so many Christians are living a defeated life because they're not doing their due diligence. I didn't say you. Amen. Oh, but that ain't us, right? Look at your neighbor and say, that's not, that's not me. That's not us. Hallelujah. Don't get weary. Like we said the other night, I think it was Brother Moore and some other guy was, had Mexican food and they were doing healing school and they were falling asleep during one of Dad Hagen's messages, sitting on the front row. And Brother Hagen went up to him and kicked him or slapped him and says, Get excited, boys. <laughs> Get excited, boys. Hallelujah. I feel like saying that to some of you sometime. <laughs> Don't get weary. Get excited. Get happy. Get full of joy. Look at this in Romans chapter 12, verse 12. Now we're on assignment tonight, right? This is going to help you. Romans 12, 12 says, Rejoicing in hope. Because you have a confident, favorable expectation, we ought to be rejoicing. Even if you got to fake it until you make it. Right? You know, the scripture says, put the garment of praise on. How many of you got, sometimes you got to put it on until you really get it on. Rejoice in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. The question I have for you tonight is, how then do we practically 
How do we rejoice in hope? How do you rejoice in hope? How many of you know that you can dance in hope? You can praise God in hope. Amen? You can shout unto God in triumph in hope. You can give thanks in hope. Strong in faith. Giving glory to God. We ask this question oftentimes. Well, let me ask you tonight. How would you act if you had what you desired right now? Amen. How would you act if you had what you desired right now? You'd probably dance all over the place. We might have to get some running lanes going. Well, really, that's how we should act in the midst of tests. It really confuses the devil. He shoots his best shot at you, and you do a Mark Hankins on him. Ha, 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 ha. That's what Brother Hankins would laugh, you know, a lot of times. He'd just go, ha, 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 ha. Didn't feel a thing. You do that long enough, the Holy Ghost will come upon you, and he'll give you a holy laughter coming out of your heart. Grefful Dollar says, fake it till you make it. Now, before that you can laugh, you've got to smile. You have the privilege of having one of the greatest teachers on the joy of the Lord in the body of Christ right here in Brenda Thomas. If I were you, I'd be here every Sunday night. Because that's one of her bents. She doesn't always teach on that. But she's one of the helpers of our joy. And I've lived with her for 37, 38 years. And she's one of the happiest people I know. I mean just happy. The Edwards family down there in in Pawnee is a happy bunch. Doug Dynasty ain't got nothing on them. That's right. Ricky, I mean, what you see is what you get. I mean, how dee duty, Ricky. He is just a happy guy. Hallelujah. But, you know, Brenda and I have been through temptations, tests, and trials, not with one another, but just how many of you know it happens to all of us? It's called life. We all face things that we just soon we never had faced before, right? But oh, thank God for the joy of the Lord. I'm telling you, there's keeping power in the joy of the Lord. There's strength in the joy of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah, folks. There's peace when you're filled with the hopes of God. Amen? So, you know, just smile. Smile. Yeah, Pastor, but you just don't know how tough it is. Well... Just dance. Rejoice in a confident expectation, knowing that victory and manifestation is coming. Amen? The only way that I can be patient in the midst of problems is by rejoicing in hope. I've discovered if my hope is low, it wears me down. Anybody found that out? 
But when you praise God, right in the midst of a bad situation, you can just knock Satan right out. Now look at Hebrews chapter 6 verse 9. Let me ask it one more time. How would you act if you had what you desired right now? Glory. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You know, when we announced Sunday that um, the great offering that we received was 150000 most of the church got on their feet. But there were a lot of folks still sitting. I said, it's all right. You can get up and rejoice. Amen. You know, even if a person didn't give a nickel, the scripture says rejoice with those who rejoice. And that's right. I mean, when somebody gets a victory, glory to God. Hallelujah. I, have to, I had people come up to me in the floor and say, Pastor Mark, I got myself a car. Oh, you did? Let me go see it. I go out in the parking lot and I look at that car and I say, oh, thank you, Lord. Glory to God. That's a beautiful automobile. Look what the Lord has done. Isn't he good to you? Well, I don't know why he never done nothing like that for me. Because you're an old grouch. <laughs> Get happy with other people. I mean, if you're driving a hoopty and somebody comes on the parking lot with a Mercedes Benz, Get happy. Don't get jealous. Know this, that your God's no respecter of persons. God is good to you as he is to them. If you can't rejoice over someone else's prosperity, you'll never be bothered with it. And if you criticize people that are prosperous, you will never experience it in your life. Well, okay. <laughs> Don't lose your smile. Hebrews <laughs> chapter 6. Glory to God. Come on, let's shout a while. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. He takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Hallelujah. If God gets happy about it, we ought to get happy about it. Glory. I have a lot of friends that got debt-free buildings. I rejoice with them. Are you kidding me? I sow seed toward that. Amen? We got a big harvest coming, folks. We got big, mucho dinero on the day. Dinero cometh in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Anyway, Hebrews 6, verse 19. Almost got it right. <laughs> I was laughing. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Now notice this. Okay, so we're done, re we're done with the rejoicing part, so you can relax. <laughs> Hebrews 6, 19. Which hope we have as what? What does an anchor do? It holds you steady. It keeps you firm, right? It keeps you from going places you don't need to be going. And there are some dark places that the devil wants to take your soul to. 
But if you'll hold fast to the Word of God, stay in joy, stay in peace, and have an authentic expectation, it'll anchor you. It'll keep you stable when unstable circumstances are all around you. So that hope or anticipation can be an anchor to your soul. Let's look at something David said over in Psalm 42, verses 4 through 11. Psalm 42, verses 4 through 11. Keep the switch of faith turned on. Keep your hopes strong. Don't lose them. Hold on to your hopes. Psalms 42. David said, you know, I would have fainted unless I hadn't believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Psalms 42. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Mm, Pasuko, pray with me for a moment. Oh, yes, we lift them up, Lord. We lift up those in this congregation that aren't present tonight. We lift them. May there be a lifting. Let's lift them up right now. Let's lift them. Masokomandea. We lift them, Lord, to the throne of grace. Hope thou in God. Be not sidelined by the circumstance of life. Oh, pasia. Pastore neste la bandose. Oh, mocarideste. Pasu la pranende le bostea. Enecosu uto. Matea, matea. Oh, mondestea. Kamasuto brava ande istu kamatosa. Come on up now. Come on up. We speak to their spirits. We speak to their hearts. We speak to their souls. Masike nemanda. For those that don't know how to speak. For those that don't necessarily know how to pray or what to say. We speak to their souls. We speak to their souls. We speak to their lives. We braso maniche. Hope thou in God. Oh, Matisha, we lift up our brothers. We lift up our sisters. We don't criticize them, Lord. We love them. We hold them up before the throne of God right now. Oh, I'm telling you, there's an anointing on that right now. There is an anointing. To lift up our brothers, to lift up our sisters. Masopole mande, nishtea. Jesus said, you know, if a, a sheep fall into a pit on the Sabbath day, shall he not reach in and lift the sheep out of the pit? Well, there's people that have got into the pit of despair, into the pit of discouragement, into the pit of despondency into the pit of hopelessness. And those that know how to pray, those that are strong, those that know their God, shall be strong and reach into the pit 
and lift those up. Let's, let's do some lifting right now. There's an anointing there. There's an anointing there. Ha ha. Omotistea. We lift them, Lord. We know that you love them. We know that you love them. So we lift them. We bear masekalamasoto. We besito labrafo ondele gestiste mombrokashi. Hallelujah. Enesepa. Enesepa. And so, so shall you two be lifters of people. Lifters. As you lift me up. In the place where you worship, they shall be lifted up. Your words also shall be encouraging to those that are downtrodden. And by the anointing, says the Lord, I shall lift them. For the anointing is upon you for encouragement and to be a blessing. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, Baratasea. Words, 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 words. Words of wisdom. Words of encouragement flowing. Ha <laughs> ha. You've been anointed, Steve, to speak to men. You know that. And your words are going to encourage these guys. You're a blessing, but you're about to even be a greater blessing. Hallelujah. Greater, greater, greater. Everyone say greater. Glory to God. Glory to God. We rejoice with them. Hallelujah. You are the glory. You are the lifter. You are the lifter. You are the lifter. You are the lifter up of every head. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you for that restoration, Lord, in this area in which we live. So much, so much, so much coming against your people. So much. But oh, there's so much grace available. There's so much glory and so much anointing available for them, Lord. We lift them. We lift them. Ha ha. Hallelujah. Mm. Now, don't you be surprised that in just these days ahead, that God, that don't be surprised that God would use you to speak a word to him that is weary, to speak a word in season. To speak a word of encouragement. The love of God flowing through us to those that have been besieged by life's circumstances. And words of love and words of faith will penetrate the very depths of their soul. And will lift them out of oppression. And lift them out of discouragement. And will strengthen them to get back on the right road. Hallelujah. On the right road. On the right road. On the right road. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some are in the ditch. Some have gotten on on the wrong road. But God is using us to restore. To be a blessing. Not to be a critic. Not to be, oh, where you been? What you been doing? Oh, but simply to be a blessing. My spiritual father, Brother Hagen, many, many times would pray this. Lord, make me a blessing. Let's pray that right now. Just put your hand over your heart and say this together with me. Lord Jesus, God of hope. Hallelujah. 
Make me me a blessing. A blessing blessing with my words. A blessing with my my actions. A blessing with my my substance. A blessing with my my materials. materials. Help me, Lord. Holy Spirit, lead me. Lead me me to people people that need a word word of life, of love, love, of hope, hope, and encouragement. Now, Lord, right now, we loose the angels. We loose the angels. Minise la pola. Pray. Minise rotole mande. We loose the ministering spirits. Ha ha, to go now. Go now. Go now. Go now. Supernaturally connect us with those. Lead us by your spirit. Hallelujah. Say with me, the angels are working. He's setting up. The Lord's setting up. Divine connections. Even glorious visitations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, man. I can't believe we're almost out of time. Psalm 42. Thank you, Lord. In verse 5, he said, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted in me? Sometimes you need to have a good conversation with yourself. And just tell yourself, look look at yourself in the mirror. Hey, hope in God, Mark. Hope in God, PT. Hope in God, Vern. Hope in God. You hear me? Man in the mirror? Hope in God. Hope in God. You've got to talk to your soul. Hey, for I'll yet praise him. For he is the help of my countenance. He's helping us, ain't he? Isn't he? Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan and from the Hermonites and the hill Pizar. Deep calleth unto deep. So the principle is here is sometimes you just got to stir yourself up. David encouraged himself in the Lord. So here's what expectancy does, and I'm not done, but I'm going to unhook here. Here's what expectancy does. Expectancy creates a winning attitude. Let's expect. Somebody say, I'm expecting great things. This is what we're looking forward to. We're looking forward to Sunday. It's friend day. It means to look forward to, expect. We, we need to be expecting people to be saved. Not just on friend day. Expecting. A white hot expectancy. It means to look forward to with excitement. How many of you ladies remember your wedding day? And all the preparations... You were looking forward with excitement. When a lady is pregnant, she's expecting. It's anticipating with a pleasurable expectation. Listen, folks, the future is bright. It's bright. Just, just mark it down. The future is not dark. The future is bright. But how... You see it on a daily basis determines whether you'll activate that brightness in your life. Hallelujah. Let's all stand.